This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Welcome to the first episode of the third season of The Saturday Quiz. My name is John Leary and as always, I am delighted that you could join me. If you're listening for the first time, let me explain what's going on. The concept of this podcast is simple. Each week I ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and a different pair of guests try to answer them. It's not a competition, I just want my guests to arrive at the correct answers and share whatever funny logic or anecdotes that get them there. The guests joining me this week could be described as two of Australia's leading political satirists. Sean McAuliffe was sadly unavailable. One of them has been on this show before and returns with yet another Best Comedy Podcast Award for the second year running for his show Irrational Fear, And the other has seemingly resisted the urge of hosting his own podcast, focusing instead on his regular gig of Chief Humorist on ABC's 7.30. Welcome to the show, Dan Illich and Mark Humphreys. Thank you, Johnny. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, you, Dan. Yeah, good to be with you, Mark. I miss you. (laughs) You guys go a long way back, don't you? 2011 is when I first met. Dan, and I think that's when Dan first met me. I, um, <laughs> I first met Mark when I went into a homeware store in Crow's Nest and tried to buy KitchenAid, but he ignored me on the KitchenAid. No, 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 that's not true. No, 2011, that's true. Mark Humphreys was an intern on a television show that I was on called uh, Hungry Beast. Wow. And, uh, we hit it off. My, my main memory of Dan is that he, he was doing a piece to camera. Oh, my God, it was, you had the longest monologue that you had to recite. It was so... With no auto cue. Yeah, and you had to do so many takes, but understandably, because it was it was a massive like one take monologue. I remember you referred to something as Brown Town, <laughs> so something to do with shit. You did a bit of a one taker last night. That's right, I did. I've never done that before. Uh, How many swings at it did you did you do? Uh, yes, <laughs> quite a, bit. I think a few, uh, probably a dozen. Yes, quite a few. <laughs> but it was also we were trying to get the the timings right because Chloe Chloe Angelo, our, our cinematographer. Uh, she um, has to be Scott Morrison's point of view, but uh, my co-writer Evan had to be Morrison's hands. So oh, right. it all had to be timed <laughs> perfectly. So it was, a, it was a dance we were doing. It was a, it was so it was more there. It was more an issue for them rather than yeah. Oh, I was. I, I nailed it every time, time but it was time. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I used to ask people what their expert category might be on on this show, but this year I think I'm going to ask if you have. A favourite bit of trivia. Do either of you have like a favourite, a trivia thing that you pull out at parties when when in doubt? Wow, that is a great question. I know that I, I know that I must have I must have many. I am the sort of person that that does love, you know, <laughs> a bit of that. I mean, off the top of my head, 
This is not that interesting. This is because this is quite well known, but it's just it was just front of mind because Malcolm Turnbull was on seven thirty last night. But I think it's quite cool that Malcolm Turnbull is um, you know second cousins or what have you to um, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> uh, I, quite I like, didn't know that. I quite like that connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, that, that's a good bit of trivia. When, when yeah. she came out here, so his I think Malcolm's mother's name was Coral Lansbury. <laughs> wow. And I think that's the connection. <laughs> Through there. So when Angela Lansbury hilarious. came out to Australia for driving Miss Daisy, uh, she met up with... Uh, wow, the Turnbulls. Yeah, what about you, Dan? Do you have a favourite bit of trivia? Yeah, I think my favourite bit of trivia is that the tallest mountain in Australia isn't Mount Kosciuszko. Uh, it is actually Heard Mountain uh, or Heard Island, which is a volcano oh. many thousands of kilometres west of Perth and it sits at the bottom of the Indian Ocean that is an Australian territory. Ah, um, oh, yeah. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, so Kosciuszko is the highest peak on the, the mainland. On the mainland, I guess. yeah. But the actual highest peak ah. in, in Australian territories is actually um, Heard Island. There you go. Yeah, right. There was a bit of trivia on on the height of things uh, recently. I don't know where I saw on this. On the height but of it things, was... incidentally, sounds like an NPR podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, welcome You're back listening to, the, to the, uh, the Height of Things. The Height of Things. I'm your host, <laughs> Kathy McGowan. Uh, yeah, no, the, the highest average continent is Antarctica. Oh, really? The highest yeah. average continent? Yeah, okay. Well, what, does that, what does that mean? I don't sure. understand the highest the, average That continent. means that, that it's It means it's that got, everyone on Antarctica uh, is stoned all the time <laughs> and that's Thank how you. they just pass the I, I thought it was going to be uh, South My guess was South America because I thought it, although it doesn't have the highest peak in the world, mm. It does have, you know, several high peaks. That's true, and they and they form the backbone of um, yeah of the continent. But no, they're, they're every, everything's just that little bit higher in Antarctica. <laughs> that's, I guess. that's super. Or there's no to there's know. no super low valleys. Right, right. Maybe maybe that's right. what it's. That's saying. so that's so interesting. Yeah, wow, well, that is it's good to know. It's not that interesting, really. But <laughs> thank you for saying. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to The Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Mark Humphreys and Dan Illich, and we're going to start, as we always do, with question number one. Question number one. Ladakh, L-A-D-A-K-H, is a region administered by which nation? Dan, you were going to say? Uh, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, starting off with a uh, geography which a lot of people claim is their worst Yes, I think that's... uh, L-A-D... L A D A K H Ladakh K H L A D A K H. I don't know about you, Mark, but I feel mm. like this this feel this feels Middle Eastish. Um, it feels like something that could be like a baba ganoush type dish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have I have labney feels about it. So <laughs> maybe I will say I will say this could be Asia Minor, kind of Middle East area. Uh, administered by, I'll go out and say, 
Azerbaijan. That's it. You're you're in the right area. Ish. Interesting. So probably a, a little bit, a little further east. Oh wow. Okay. Would, great. So we're talking like one of the stands, perhaps. The- well, I'm thinking because of the KH or the AKH that maybe the the Ladakh, the Kazakh. The Kazakhstan. Yes. Possibly. That's my, that's where I'm. Yeah, I'm a little, a, a little further east. <laughs> and, oh. and let me, let me tell you this. It does abut a, a stan. How about it's that? A stan. A, a butter stan? Is that, uh, is that <laughs> not a butter stan? It, it, uh, it rubs up against uh, one of the stands. And it, it's part, it's a disputed territory. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe let's just say it's like Kashmir. Kind it is in, inside in Kashmir. Oh, right. Wow, well, there you go. Kashmir, yeah. there you go. One of so, those so which nation actually administers it, though? Well, if it's not a stand, it's the other one, India. It is India. Oh, yeah. well done. Well played. Oh, sorry, can I, answer, can I answer like on 2SM? Um, is it India? <laughs> <laughs> that would be India. Oh, we've got uh, we've got, a, we've got, a com- got a comedian on the show, have we? Oh, okay. But our next caller, he's not going to say anything silly, are you, mate? What's uh, what's your answer there, buddy? Question number India. two: A number that uniquely identifies each computer on the internet is called its what address? So, I, I, ISP is it ISP? Not ISP. No. IP. Dan knows. Yes, IP. it is IP. IP address, which stands for what? Internet protocol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's and an ISP? A- what about? <laughs> You're what talking about internet, internet service, service provider. provider. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so IP address is unique set of numbers, but here's the thing, folks. Um, we are entering <laughs> peak ISP. Sorry, peak are IP. We? There are soon to be more devices than there are IP addresses. So there's going to be How an IP. How is that possible? There's going to be an IP crunch coming soon. Well, because of the Internet of Things phenomenon over the last 10 years, oh, where of all of a sudden everything needs an IP address, everything needs to talk to uh, everything else. So, you know, your your no speaker, your 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 mobile phone, your fridge, your car, your all these devices, anything that connects to Wi-Fi has an IP address. Yeah. So soon there'll be a point where there will be too many devices and not enough IP addresses. So yeah, what I don't understand is, uh, you know, how there's is there four or five regions that are separated by a decimal point? Uh, yes, that's right. Like, yep. So three numbers. And then a decimal, and then three numbers, then a decimal, then three numbers, then a decimal, then three numbers. Yep. And for some reason, when they set those, the upper limit was 250. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like... Two five zero was the highest right. number that wow. you in any of those regions. Yeah, so yeah. it's like someone go, "How many computers do you reckon there will be in the world?" Oh, what in each country? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I know, uh, say yeah. ten computers per university. Two hundred fifty. Give it maybe all they need to do is go. Well, we can go nine nine nine, right, in each of those regions, and then it's then you've got heaps more. Yeah, well, this or then add, add letters as well, which yeah. is um, yeah, right. Well, this will only make sense to people in New South Wales. But I'm sure every other state had their own version, um, but the state and territory, I should say. Um, the when when nines was added to all the numbers, all the phone numbers. We used to have oh, yes. seven dozen, and then there was a big there was a big campaign saying we're adding nine now because we're running out of numbers. We're going to add nine, but I never yeah. understood if you if we all added the same number to the front. Yeah, how's that adding numbers? And that doesn't, yeah. What problem are we solving? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just make the numbers longer in the same uniform way. That's it. All right, it's time to move to question number three, which is. 
who had a 1978 hit album titled Blondes Have More Fun. And this, this is a multiple choice. Do you need do you need it? I feel like I feel like Mark Humphreys doesn't need this. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm, I'm, this is uh, I'm trying to think of who the big Oh well, I mean my first thought is Blondie, but um but what are the options? Let's, let's well, hear Blondie this. is option A. So uh, okay, A good. Blondie, B Dolly Parton, uh, C Rod Stewart, or D David Bowie. Gosh, I I, I legitimately don't know this. I think those are yeah. Good options. I'm intrigued by Rod Stewart. You've thrown me with Rod Stewart. That excites <laughs> me, Rod Stewart. Even though Dolly, when you said Dolly, you went, oh, yes, Dolly. But I'm excited by the possibility of Rod Stewart, who I have seen live. Um, but he did have not you perform. you seen him live? I have seen him live, but it, it did wow. annoy me that he didn't perform Do You Think I'm Sexy, which is the one thing I was there to hear. Oh, That's my favorite what? Rod Stewart he song. can't do that. Exactly, yeah. He can't have a concert and not <laughs> sing that. That's was, it. Rod, was Rod Stewart... Sexy when you saw him? I thought thought so. I thought so. Maybe he was anticipating a negative response to the question. (laughs) That must have been it. But I would have been very supportive if if he had. I mean, I've seen some very sexy performers over the years. I saw Cher, and even though she was somewhere between 60 and 90, she was very well put together. And there was a moment where I think, I I think I was about 19, I, I felt like she made eye contact with me. And I and there was a moment where I went, yeah, yeah, I'd go there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but can I, you know, as someone who's formerly been an eighteen or nineteen year old boy, anyone making eye contact with me, I would think, yeah, I could go there. I mean, you could get me a cabbie on Pitt Street. I'd be like, yeah, I could, I could go there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Lonesbury, yeah. wh- which way are you going to go? I just I don't. I, d- does Dolly Parton? I just can't feel like she would. Would she say I the f- blondes have? I feel like it would be misogynistic for yeah. Dolly to sing it. It doesn't. That just seems inconsistent. And Blondie, I feel like, is a red herring. So what we got is it was Bad Bowie and Stewart. Yeah, I want to go Rod. I want to go Rod Stewart. I just let's I'm do it. Let's so, go I'm Rod Stewart. By that. Yeah, yeah. Go Rod Stewart because his album in 1978. Was Blondes Have More Fun? Oh, there we go. Track one, you, side one, oh, was no. Do You Think, Do you I'm, think sexy? I'm Sexy? Oh. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Mark Humphreys, <laughs> the blonde man on this panel. Um, <laughs> and really, I did have more fun. Really knew it. Having do. more fun with that question, that's for sure. <laughs> it was the last of Rod Stewart's big number one albums of the 70s mm-hmm. and quite a departure from his kind of his earlier rock stuff into uh-huh. a kind of experiments with disco. Mm. And before um, he recorded 12 albums of the Great American Songbook. That was a good, yeah. that was a very good period. He had uh, JB Hi-Fi for a good, <laughs> you know, five years. Him, hey, and, we- him and Andre Rieu had really just kind of <laughs> tied it all up. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you need that. A extra, similar haircut. Sometimes too, you've got, you know, you've, you've got a kitchen that needs renovating, Mark, and you're like, well, here's what I can do. You're like, fly me to the moon. Yeah, that's, I can yeah, do that. That'll do. Yeah, do a couple of them. Yeah, no, Blondie's 1978 album was called Parallel Lines. Dolly okay. Parton's 1978 album was called Heartbreaker. Mm. Bowie didn't have a 78 album, but he had an album that was a 78. Um, <laughs> he, he had yeah. a lot of 78s. Uh, he had Heroes, which came out late in 1977. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, question number four. The 2022 Lunar New Year began the year of the what? Year of the Tiger. There are lots of big tigers in Chatswood. Yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna, unless it's some, just some weird shipping error, I'm going to, I think, tiger as well. It yeah. is. Yeah. Unless it's some kind of like um, weird Tiger Woods. <laughs> 
thing that is happening. Uh, yeah, no, celebration yeah, of ti- no, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're tiger. correct. Yeah. Uh, and a water tiger, if I'm. Oh, oh, isn't oh, it? oh nice. That's a nice detail. Is it always yeah. a water tiger or is it just that this year's tiger is a water tiger? That's right. This year's tiger is a water tiger because uh-huh. they have the, the 12 animals of, the, of that zodiac, but they have five elements. Ah, right. Right. Water, fire, earth. Water, fire, earth. Well, that was Metal the thing because they thought that else. they thought there'd only be twelve years, and then someone said, "Well, can we can we add nine at the front?" Be like, <laughs> and then, well, what if we add the elements just so it gives that a bias a bit more? Spin it out a bit more. Yep. <laughs> Get this zodiac growing. Yeah. All right. Question number five: Which two Australians have starring roles in Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley? Ooh, I'm, oh, that's a good one. Is I this think an it's, upcoming film? This is a film that's released. I think now. Wow. I'm I'm seeing Kate Blanchett. You she's are a, seeing her she's if you're going to see this movie. Yep. Wow. And I even know that I don't know if she is in this, just because she's so hot right now. I feel <laughs> I'm gonna say Sarah Snook. I'm gonna go Sarah uh, Snook. It's not, not Sarah Snook. It's what about not Sarah Snook. Margot Robbie. No, it's not Margot Robbie oh. either. It is someone probably is I, it, is I, it I a, had a look. Kobe Smith McPhee. No, um, he's in Year of the Dog. Okay. Um, Big move to pull out Year of the Dog during the Year of the, of the Tiger, by yeah, the way. That's yeah. just very bold, bold move. I didn't uh, see it last night. It's the power of the dog. The power of the dog. Oh, right, the power okay. of the dog. Right, you're right. You're right. My go. mistake. My goodness. Um, can I say? Can I say? Very powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Very, very powerful, powerful dog. Yeah, yeah. We're um, going to get this Australian actor. It's not Mark yes. Jacko Jackson. Um, no. <laughs> Is it Bo Brady? It's not Bo Brady. <laughs> Who's Bo Brady? <laughs> Who's Bo Brady? <laughs> Bo Brady's a home and away heartthrob from 1996. Come on. <laughs> oh, right. This person is a is a lady person. <gasps> TC. Oh, our, our, our Tony. Our Tony. Our Tony. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's done very well. Probably year she of the has tiger. done. She's probably year done of the tiger. very well. I, I saw uh-huh. her in a film, uh, one of those Netflix films that has you know, <laughs> has about a day to gain traction and then it's forgotten. Uh, it was called um, Stowaway, and she spoke in it with an Australian accent, and it was so it was so uh-huh. jarring. It was like yeah. I was almost like, oh, I don't think this is a very good performance. Like, <laughs> yeah, because she sounds so she weird. Sounds, sounds weird. That's not what Tony yeah. Collette sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bizarre. don't insult her too much, or she'll never agree to be on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Mark Humphreys and Dan Illich. They're up to question number six. Which country has hosted the Winter Olympic Games the most number of times. Ooh. The Winter Olympic Games obviously on right now. Look, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I feel like it's either between the United States of America, mm-hmm. Japan, and I'm go Canada. Norway. I'm go Canada. 
I'm going to throw in Canada. Is Canada Canada Canada, Canada not so much? Really? Canada's ah. done it twice. So they've okay. done it. They've done Calgary and Vancouver. Oh. Um, United you, States has done wow. Lake Lake Placid, I think, twice, and Salt Lake City once. You are correct. They've done Lake Placid twice. Do you remember? Do you know the years when they've done Lake Placid? No, Lake Placid, New York. Um, yes, I don't know, but they have done Salt Lake City. As well, that was two thousand two. I know that because I was there. Um, Were you? Yeah, I've had some. Wow. I had some wild times in Salt Lake City. Um, <laughs> so yeah. they did. Let me tell you, they did Lake Placid, New York. They held the third Winter Olympic Games there. So that was in nineteen thirty-two. Wow. And then they held it there again in nineteen eighty. Wow. Okay. And you're right, Salt Lake City, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Yep. And the Salt Lake, Salt Lake City up for the next Winter Games as well, coming down the pipe in terms of bids. Ah, oh. so that'll be out of four to their list. And then, and then Japan done Nagano and yeah. Hokkaido. I think I don't think Hokkaido. They were actually awarded Sapporo. Uh, Sapporo, J- Japan was awarded the 1940 oh, Winter Olympics. They cancelled, but that got cancelled. They had to wait till 1972 to. Uh, to get that. And then Norway, I feel like, uh, yeah, look, I, I feel like it's the United States. You are correct. It yeah. is the United States. There's one more, though, that they've done uh, in the United States. Okay. In um, the United Lake, Placid, States. Lake Placid, Salt Lake City. Uh, and one in between, uh, in, in between the, the two Lake Placids. Damn. Uh, 1960. You, you might not know this place. It's Squaw Valley, Squaw Valley. California. California, yeah. yeah. Squaw Valley, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah t- near Tahoe. Okay, all right. There, there you, you go. go. Damn. And <laughs> I should you, have known that one. You probably thought Norway because they lead, they lead the all-time medal tally by some distance. Like they are yeah. well ahead of everyone else, followed by USA, Germany, and the Soviet Union is still fourth. Uh, all time, well, you know, uh, back then they had good drugs, and they, they you know, they were yeah. meant to make an impact. <laughs> and with any luck, this Ukrainian, yeah. uh, if they can reform, they could get to the top of that list. <laughs> they could again. Yeah, as soon as Putin invades Ukraine, yeah. he'll start the Soviet Union again, and then all of a Brilliant. sudden they'll be back at the top. Well, of the list. good, yeah. good luck to them. There you go, Score Valley. So yes, four times the United States have had it. France have had it three times. Italy will have their third in 2026. Have we even ever submitted a bid? Have we even, <laughs> has, has Perisher ever even just, yeah, yeah. just put their hand up? There was a wonderful Roaring HG bit where during the 2002 um, dream in, in Salt Lake City, they were trying to get a bid happening and it was like, we need to get Smiggins Holes, the Olympics. And I was like, Smig- <laughs> I, think, uh, I think somewhere in this house I have a Smiggins Holes cap for their fake Olympic big bit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, question number seven. Add the next Two words to this quote from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of... Yep. Do you know the next two words? <laughs> of... Um, I thought there was just one word. I, I have to... <laughs> uh, it's funny. So this is obviously... Matt, Matt, Matt. Oh, you've, man, you've man, got man, the right kind of discontent. That's, that's, that's a different Shakespeare quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of, of yonder uh, window. So is it, that, is this of, is uh, obviously from the beginning of to be or not to be. Yeah. Uh, the, so to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler to, to suffer the slings and arrows of toast. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, two words. Malcontent. Yeah, I've, slings no. and arrows, or or to. Something. I thought it was. Is it, is it man's something? No. The, man, is, is man's no, not? No. Word? Um, gosh, how can I get you there? Are they real words it's, or are they Shakespeare words? No, they're t- <laughs> they're, t- they're real words that we say <laughs> at normal times. It's also the title of a. New Zealand TV series. Oh, Shortland Street. <laughs> misfortune, malcontent, misfortune. You, you've got it, the the second word is fortune. Oh, so outrageous, fortune. outrageous fortune. Outrageous oh. fortune is the right answer. <laughs> was, was getting you there? Could, could you? Could New you give the, TV was, a wise idea? That was very yeah. useful. Could you read us though the quote if it were Shortland Street? Yes, uh, certainly. To be or not to be, that is the question. With Whether it is nobler in, or to suffer the slings and arrows of uh, outrageous fortune. <laughs> Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of Shortland Street. Thank you. There That's we go. The, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> good, good. All right, question number eight. The 1962 environmental science book Silent Spring was written by scientist Rachel Watt. Ward. <laughs> Not it's, Rachel. It's, it's beloved, beloved Australian entertainment, Rachel Beck. Uh, <laughs> um, Gee, I don't know. I have no idea. This one. No. Uh, wow. Well, this it's, is environmental. I'm going to go Rachel Green. Um, uh, the environmental. I will go Rachel Chimpanzee uh, because <laughs> this should be known, and I, yes. I dare say, Dan Illich, that you should know this. Uh, uh, David Attenborough has stated that Silent Spring, this book, was probably the book that had changed the scientific world the most after The Origin of Species by Charles Darwin. Wow, this is inbuilt That's misogyny. Quite something, That's why we don't it? know about this, guys. <clears throat> yeah. It's the patriarchy, they fucked us again. Because um, we, yeah. we clearly Silent don't Spring. know the answer. Is there something about the name, Rachel, th- that, we, that you can give us a clue about the name? Let um, me... Probably not. Okay. (laughs) But Silent Spring, it was published in 1962. It documents the adverse environmental effects caused by the indiscriminate use of synthetic pesticides. Oh, wow. The author accused the chemical industry of spreading disinformation and public officials of accepting the industry's marketing claims unquestioningly. The book spurred a reversal in the United States' national pesticide policy led to a nationwide ban on DDT for agricultural uses yes. yeah, in yeah. 1972 and in Australia in 1987 and helped to inspire an environmental movement that led to the creation of the US Environmental Protection Agency. That's very so good. So it's a big deal. Well played, Rachel. Rachel. Um, <laughs> well played, Rachel Smith. <laughs> Rachel. Her Mitchell surname? Johnson. Her surname uh, is is made up of two words, two... Shortland Street. <laughs> <laughs> Misfortune? It starts with C. Uh, and one of the words is the name Churchill. that we use for an automobile. C- C- Chevrolet. Car. car is correct. And the, the other part Carson. of that word Carson. is the male offspring. Yeah, Carson. Car- Carson, Carson, yes. Yeah. Oh, did you say Carson? That's okay. Oh, well that's done. Right. Ra- Rachel Carson. We <laughs> Here's Rachel. Rachel yeah. Carson. Yeah, she she was absolutely, as you can imagine, rubbished by the uh, <coughs> pesticide, the, the chemical companies. They they did a big job to try and 
discredit her and um but they never know, did rap- that again which is what i appreciate about that i <laughs> yeah. think yeah. that's wonderful they learned yeah. their lesson yeah and obviously to accept the science and it didn't work and they uh they moved on and yeah <laughs> and the yeah. world <laughs> anyway, now. it's a very long-winded way of saying that uh that we should know more about rachel cousin yeah rachel that we Carson. should yeah. Yeah. yeah what a hero gosh what a hero indeed all right question number nine Martin Cash, Frederick Ward, Daniel Morgan, and Ben Hall all shared what profession? And the profession, the word profession is in inverted commas here. And there is also a bonus point for naming Frederick Ward's nickname. Schlongo. They're all gigolos. <laughs> um, they're all male sex workers. They were all. They're all Australian, uh, uh, or they w- were in Australia. Right. They, the awesome foursome. Uh, they, <laughs> uh, no. Profession. Why it's is, interesting why that only one of them has a nickname. Well, um, that, I think a couple of a couple of the others might have nicknames, other nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> but not as iconic, perhaps as not as uh, iconic. The, um, Frederick Ward took on his own. He was one of those people that said, "Hey, this is my nickname. Call call me this from now on." Whereas <laughs> the the others had um, nicknames probably put upon them. Golly, I just uh, not, not a single name. Ben Ben Hall was that one? Were ben they? Hall, Daniel Morgan. Oh, Ben Dan- Hall. Yeah. The Ben Hall. Hang on. That name Did you just go to school it, with Ben Hall? Is there a journalist called Ben Hall? Is that what we're thinking of? <laughs> it's not. Uh, they're not journalists. And what were their names again? Martin Cash, yeah. Frederick Ward, Daniel Morgan, and Ben Hall. Let me tell you, there's been there's been movies made about. I are they, think are they, are they gangsters? They're sort of gangsters. Are they? Yeah, are they, are they um, involved in like a little? They're horse, kind of earlier. Yeah, what do we call them in Australia? Bushmen? Or they're, they're, um, bush rangers? Bush, bush rangers, bush rangers. Yeah. <laughs> So Ben Hall, yeah, ben, Hall, ben Hall's a bush ranger, I remember. Ben Hall's a bush ranger. And Daniel Morgan, uh, there's a film about him called Mad Dog. Mad Dog with Daniel the, Morgan. Mad with, Dog um, Morgan. Dennis Hopper. With Dennis Hopper, that's, oh, that's of correct. Of course, yes, yes. So what was Frederick Ward's nickname? Uh, uh, soft Dog. Um, <laughs> soft dog. Soft dog. You got mad dog. Captain got Thunderbolt. Soft... Yes, it was Captain Thunderbolt. Ah. Very well done. Oh, well played. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Well, if your name was what? What Frederick Morgan? Of course, you want to be called Captain Thunderbolt. <laughs> Frederick Ward. But yes. Freddie Morgan goes into the distance, and people think you're a banker or, or, or a yachtsman. <laughs> Captain Thunderbolt. Yeah. Bang! Put that on a t-shirt. I've been to Glen Rowan recently, and oh yes, and I got to say the amount of Ned Kelly paraphernalia you can buy there is quite outstanding. Staggering. But the, the ultimate irony is is that there are signs out front of the Ned Kelly shops that saying you need to wear a mask. Um, and <laughs> I, think, I think that is. I think it's delicious irony that all those people who use Ned Kelly <laughs> use Ned Kelly as the ultimate uh, as freedom larrikin, yeah. you know, anti-establishment yeah. person. Freedom father. Uh, now we're all wearing. Us, including people who need to buy Ned Kelly merchandise, you know. <laughs> that is very funny. All right, question number 10, the final question. Here we go. Name the character played by Betty White in Rose Island. The Gold 
Yes. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even. I couldn't even get the whole question out. And Mar- her character was, was, was named Rose Nyland. I was taking a risk there because you might have said the Mary Tyler Moore show, in which case it would have been Sue Ann Nivens. But the <laughs> wowzers. <laughs> wow. Have I hit? I didn't realise. So you were. Um, Oh, Betty big, White fan. big, big, well, big gold, yeah, a big, big Golden Girls fan, yes, very big, big really? supporter of their work. Can yeah, you ta- take me through the the other characters' names and, well, and actors' B, B, names? B, B Arthur as B Dorothy's Bornak, um, <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, Rue McClanahan as Blanche Devereaux, yes, and uh, Estelle Getty as Sophia Petrillo. Very well remembered. My goodness. My goodness. Now here's, can Johnny, I say one thing about that? Yes. Here's my frustration with the streaming service Stan. Okay. Now, here's my issue with Stan. Okay. Yes. Now, they were the first streamer in Australia to have the Golden Girls. They put it on buses and everything. They did a big advertising campaign. What they did not do, which infuriates me, Dorothy Bornack's ex-husband, who appears throughout the series, is named Stan. And there are so many clips of Dorothy saying, Stan, Stan, Stan. If I had a company called Stan and I had the rights to the Golden Girls, my whole campaign would be clips of Dorothy saying Stan. There wasn't one. What a waste. I'm glad that Star has it now. Okay, I'm glad Star's got it. Well played, Disney. Stan didn't deserve it. I think we need to clip that video out and send it to Mike Sneesby on LinkedIn right away. <laughs> and get Mark a proper job working for Stan. Yeah. <laughs> working for a commercial channel. What are you doing? Unbelievable. Wow. Did you know that Rue McClanahan was originally cast? For the Betty White role, yeah. As Rose Nyland. Yeah. Wow, that but the issue a very was, different energy. Yeah. yeah. The issue was because uh, Sue Ann Nibbins had been a sex pot on uh, Mary Tyler Moore's show, which they felt it would be too similar. The role similar. that Betty White had played. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They felt that it would be too similar if Betty played yeah. another role like that. If I may, before we move on to the next question, Johnny and Mark. There are no more There's questions, no, no. so go oh, on. Well, can I just wrap this up and say... <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a good note to go to another break with. So we'll be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dan Illich, Mark Humphreys. <laughs> Very well done, guys. That was, <laughs> was, that was an excellent quizzing. I came through at the end there. <laughs> Rachel Carson, we really Rachel Carson. Yeah, why? why do you? I mean, it's. I think it's a real indictment of me that I can name all four Golden Girl actresses and their characters, but not someone who fought to make the world a better place. Yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah. kind of made the world. A better oh, they place. did. That's something. But Mark, I do know that Lake Placid uh, held the Olympics twice. So, you know, yeah. We all got our thing. You both had your thing. Thank you so much for joining me on, on this uh, on this podcast. Dan Illich, you continue to make Irrational Fear. Yes, uh, you can listen to Irrational Fear. Go to irrationalfear.com. 
bung in your email address and we'll send you new episodes every week. And throughout the election, Kara Schlegel is writing a column for us as well. So you'll be getting um, some super funny, interesting content around how the elections work. So rationalfear.com, check it out. Excellent. And Mark Humphreys, we can see you Every Thursday, every, is that every second Thursday, every on, second Thursday. That's it. On, on in a leap year, uh, on a full moon, you can find me. <laughs> it's got to be the year of the tiger, though. So this yes, year, right. this is my year, uh, and uh, and you can find me on Twitter. But I'd love you to find me on Instagram because I really, I really need to boost those numbers. Humphreys Mark, <laughs> Humphreys Mark on Instagram. Excellent. <laughs> Who, who's told you? Who's told you you need to boost those those numbers? No, that's, I'm, telling, said, I'm telling as myself. The ABC said, no. uh, you know, if you want to hit this every Thursday, we're going to need those numbers <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, Lee, Lee took me aside one night and just said, listen, buddy, <laughs> this is how it works around here, okay? Yeah, <laughs> Lee's, not, Lee's Instagram numbers are through the oh roof. Have you seen? Unbelievable. Amazing. She's, she's worked it out. Thank, thank you, you gentlemen. Much, uh, thank you so much. Fairly really well. pleasure having you both. Good to be right. with you. Cheers. Bye-bye. That's it for the first episode of the new season of The Saturday Quiz. Thank you so much for listening. It is great to be back. If this is your first time listening, there are over 60 episodes for you to catch up on. And of course, if you are a long-time listener and you haven't already rated or reviewed the podcast, you can do that now. And as you would have heard at the top of the show, you can also support this show financially by clicking the link in the show description. Thank you to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions, which you can find in print in the Saturday paper. And thanks to my guests this week, Mark Humphreys and Dan Illich. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.